question for y'all. How much of the Three Amigos theme song could I sing in celebration of our return before Warner Brothers sues us? My hunch is all of it, but I don't I don't know. We are the three amigos, right? We are the three like holds the Steve Martin holds the note for like 15 minutes. Who is Steve Martin? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Pretty Neat Podcast. My name is Aaron, and I'm one of your trio of amigos for those who speak German. And next to me, with the long hair and the ponytails, and a collection of instruments on his wall, who are you? I'm a meat popsicle. Meat popsicle. Hi, meat popsicle. Meat popsicle. Yeah, name that movie. Ryan the Meat Popsicle. I should know this. Goodfellas. The the guy hanging in the freezer. No. No? I'll give you Uh, a hint. Okay. Bruce Willis. Uh, Is it Die Hard? Negative. Is it the other one that he's in? With the guy from Friends? Yes, the whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. No. Damn oh. it. <laughs> uh, it's, from the, it's from the fifth element. Oh. Okay. Fifth element. Damn it. Meat pops. Uh, I'm Jeff Neil Magny. It's good to be here. Hi, Jeff Dom. Neil Magny. They are often confused <laughs> for one another. Yeah. Hey, you're fine. So, Jeff, Jeff Neil a, Magny. A fun UFC fighter matchup. It is. That's a great, uh, like, you know, like uh, halfway costume. Jeff mm-hmm. Neil Magny, uh, like, uh, what's another one? Malcolm X Wing. Malcolm X Wing. Sure. Yeah. Great costume. Um, I thought your guys' breakdown of uh, Prohaska Teixeira was spot on. Okay. So you're saying you listened. Thank you. I, Thank you. I did. I did. And, uh, you know, so I was pretty drunk when I was watching that fight. And then, like, I was, I was on like real, like I was on a trip, right? Not even vacation for like 11 or 12 days after that. And I had been on a trip for two days before that. And uh, I kind of stopped thinking about it. And then just today I was like, wait a second, Glover Teixeira really got tapped with 40 seconds left. He was 40 seconds from defending in what would have gone down as one of the all time sort of fun to watch title defense fights where the guy defended still fun to watch. Still totally. an instant classic, but man, for for him to make a jujitsu mistake is just <laughs> it, it's yeah. hypothetically the move to pull guard, which inevitably preceded the end. If he had remained on the feet, mm-hmm. I, there's a high likelihood that he could have he could have gotten a ref stoppage or just weathered 40 seconds and got the decision. Yep. Yeah. And that tap out, right? 
<laughs> that's got to be 50% a result of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. He just, mm. he didn't know where he was. At, he didn't at know what minimum. the time was. At minimum, right? Yeah. He was, he was cooked, as mm-hmm. they say. I think it was Anthony Smith who was talking about how when you're at a certain level of exhaustion and in a certain position, it's just inescapable. There's he's there was nothing he could do. He was he was just in the exactly wrong spot at the exactly wrong time because he was super fatigued. Yep. And you got him. What you gonna do? Well, I'm glad you listened. Yeah. Roxanne on a ferry is fucking pretty neat, right? I think so. And I wish I was attending their wedding. I'm not saying I'm not, but I'm not because we are not close friends whatsoever. <laughs> but I mean, like that's, that's pretty forward of you to say, I wish I was attending her wedding. <laughs> Why not? I, she's like a, she's like a heroine of mine for so long. So it's so great. I mean, you uh, were definitely fanboying out for sure. I was, and I'm owning it. You had some deep cuts, a couple like, of deep cuts. Oh Yeah. And we we had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time. She's a she was easy to talk to, mm-hmm. right? And at one point, she got up and like walked away. I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so did I. And she comes back, and and you're like, are you bringing Chris on the podcast? Who I assume is her fiance. And she comes back with Saga, and she's like, have you read this Saga, yeah. the the graphic novel? Yes. Yeah, I have read it. Yes, and I, I told her <laughs> I have not read it. I've listened to a four-hour podcast on Saga, and uh-huh. it's one of the greatest graphic novels ever written. It's right up there. Yeah, so she's like, she she proceeds to just like unexpectedly get up and just comes back and like in the camera. Have you read this? That's yes. wonderful. Yeah, she's she's good people. Mm-hmm. Right, Roxanne, you gotta come if you're listening to this. Go to the prettyneatpodcast.com, Click the mailbag email us and come back on because i want to listen to you and dom talk about saga yeah at least the first like 12 issues or whatever i've read absolutely Mm -hmm. heck yeah i just i love that she was here that was a stupid there we go (laughs) and she really can't fall victim to the curse (laughs) she can't well I mean, well, <laughs> never say never, right? Yeah, and I don't want that to... It only applies to cage fighting, not to marriages, because yeah. that would suck. We can't talk about curses yet, either, because uh, we do have to talk about a different curse, but that's during the recap. Okay. And uh, for sure, I I did have one more one more thing. I got a... Uh, over the weekend, I, I picked up, went to the collectible shop, I picked up a sweet card that I was like eyeballing for $10 and I was like, this is rad. And it's, I didn't bring it. I should have done. It's a Uriah Faber WEC uh, 52 mat relic. So nice. a little, little piece of the mat from WEC 52. And uh, I was like, Oh, that's a sweet card. I don't have anything Uriah Faber and uh, that'd be sweet. And then I looked up who fought on this mat at WEC 52. Uriah (laughs) Faber, Chad Mendez, Benavides, DJ, Rafael Asuncao, Dustin Poirier, Cub Swanson. All these people 
their feet were on the mat that's in this card that I got. That's pretty cool. So like, even though there's, I guess, uh, several of them available, like they're not that expensive to buy. Um, I feel like I have a little piece of, of uh, welterweight, not welterweight, sorry, WEC, like history. And then just legacy of so many huge fighters that fought on that mat on that night. Yeah. I heard Demetrius Johnson was, is, was talented. Is that right? Yeah. Some he, would uh, say. Yeah. <laughs> Some would say, yeah. He's, Some would say. Oh, he's an up and comer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. He needs to grow into his, his style. You know what's crazy is that you had both Joseph Benavides and Demetrius Johnson fighting at bantamweight, and that's not necessarily what their natural weight class was. Do you think could bantamweight have been smaller on that card? I don't. Uh, what was is bantamweight one thirty five for WEC? I believe I so because was. Eddie Wineland, who ended up getting sent into retirement, <laughs> right, was the inaugural. <laughs> <laughs> Just absolutely <laughs> trucked, yeah. absolutely trucked, you know, sent in retirement. He was the inaugural WEC bantamweight champion. And I, I believe that he was still fighting at bantamweight in the UFC because not only did he get knocked out by what's his face on Saturday. Sugar, yeah. But he also got knocked the fuck out by Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Cody Stamen. Cody, Cody Stamen, that's right. God, mm-hmm. God, he used him as a punching bag Good for God, like the, the last 30 shots were totally unanswered. What would Dom say? Ref, where are you? Well, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Let me tell you why. Um, the, so like, and we're going to get into it, but this coming fight card on Saturday is actually really good. This The fight night card. Um, there is a highlight video on YouTube that the UFC put out today of the best finishes of just individual fighters on this car. So Magni's on there, Rachmanov's on there. Um, It's like eight good minutes. And there is a time where your favorite and mine, Herb Dean, ignores at least (laughs) two, if not three, definite taps before whoever gets choked out. I I wasn't even paying attention to who the fighters were is Mm -hmm. rendered unconscious well that i think that's a great segue i think i don't want to talk about herb dean anymore i just think he's a terrible referee i've i've completely moved over to to that way of thinking we okay we tell we joke about how herb dean when he comes on the screen it's every everyone significant other says sweet this is going to be a good one uh because they know who he is and uh I love that about him. And sure. we I joke about it with my wife every single time it comes on. Um, has he been oversaturated? Is he is he missing shit he shouldn't miss now because he's he's been in it too long? We've talked about how you know people can like age out, if you will, that that experience might turn to bias at some point. What do you is that shifted at all? I feel like we even talked about it being Herb specifically. That am I? Am I just going crazy? Am I listening to an episode that aired in my head? I I think that the only comparison I could really draw would be home plate umpires in baseball, 
And some of them have very, very tight strike zones. And some of them have strike zones that appear to be uh, three to four doorways wide (laughs) and high and low. And it really is, there is a whole meta within baseball, really at all levels, even as low as high school, um, where the coaches, the managers, and the pitchers know what that umpire tends to call. He, he calls it tighter. He calls it looser. He's going to give you the low strike, but mm. don't throw anything high, whatever it is. And they, they game plan around that. Now, the difference is we're talking about brain damage, not missed balls and strikes. So you can't have a UFC, uh, an MMA referee. It's not just a UFC problem. You can't have an MMA referee who will let you tap at least twice before he intervenes and then other ones who will stop it way too early. They have to be on the same page. I, I, I don't understand why nobody talks about this. I, I truly don't. I'm, if I'm missing something, please fill me in. I, I really don't get it. I feel like the, there's also... <sighs> How should I put this? He's, pre- he's predictable. Like, you know, he used to stop things too early or Herb stops things late all the time or this person misses low blows or that, you know, I feel like as long as they're predictable, that's at least reliable. Wherein now, I don't know if Herb Dean is going to save someone's life anymore because I, I can't trust, I don't know if I trust the judgment there like is he i just don't know if he's going to be early late maybe maybe it's just recency biased and i feel like he's been fucking up more lately than Mm. he really has i i the most recent observation was in the prelims he was roughing the fight between jeremiah wells and court mcgee and jeremiah wells sent court mcgee to the ground and herb was on the (laughs) opposite end of the fucking octagon and had to run over there while Jeremiah Wells gave Court McGee two, almost three shots right to his face with his head up against the fucking mat. Yep. Like his so, position so, is bad. So people have, have been talking about this or, or that that's an observation you had or both. Mm-hmm. Both. Okay. Observation that I had, I don't know if people are talking about it, but that one stuck in my head. Like the shot of him running over, he had to take at least four steps to get there. Well, and he does, I'm glad you're saying this because he does, he does sort of play back a little bit, right? He, he is not as tight in there (laughs) as some of the other referees are. And then he does that. He flails his arm out almost like he's taking off sprinting to get closer to it. But these guys are so fast. How many, how many undefended already unconscious effectively Jeremiah will shots to the head. Can any reasonable human take? It's not that many. Uh, And and that's not even to say anything about a guy like Francis. (laughs) Well, I mean, what are we even, what are we even talking about? You have to, it has to be better. I, I, I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. And it does seem like he has not done as many main events lately as he once did. You're absolutely correct. I haven't seen him doing main events. He's been roughing a lot of fights, but they've been prelims and then a couple of main cards. Yeah. Damn. I'm a rum guy now. Yeah. Yeah. Florida did that to you? No, but you're the second person that's asked me that. 
So what else? What else did Florida do to you? Um, not much. I mean, you know, you guys want the hot takes now, or you want to save them? I'm I'm all for them. We can edit. I want to edit. <laughs> so okay. So I was at, at Disney World for the better part of eight days. Um, I have a couple takeaways. <laughs> I'm you've sorry been... that I just laughed. No, it's fine. You've both been there. Yeah, Ryan. I know Aaron, you've been there. Ryan, you've been there? I've not been to Disney World. I've only been to Epcot. Okay. But you are familiar with how it works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So people like to say, what's better, Disneyland or Disney World? You can't really ask that question because Disneyland is a park and Disney World is like a town or like a small city that encompasses, I I think, over a million square miles and only half of it is developed. Um, They have four parks, not two. And you have to take a series of buses, monorails, boats, or now a sky gondola thing. sky bucket type of deal that they have <laughs> sky bucket to get around <laughs> that's frontier airlines so you can't really spirit airlines <laughs> you can't really compare them my my brother-in-law when we landed in arizona was like so is it better than disneyland and that's not the right question now if you wanted to say is the magic kingdom better than disneyland if you think that the magic kingdom is better than disneyland you're a fucking moron mm-hmm. that's all there is to it I don't, I don't. And, and if, if either of you disagrees with me, that's fine. You're wrong. <laughs> Magic hey, kingdom sucks. So it does. I'll, no, I'm going to, I'll, Hey, Riley and I Magic kingdom. We enjoyed it. It is not as good as Disneyland. You are spot on. It's but it, it's like, we did go several times. We just never spent a day there. Yeah. No, we, we were done in two or three hours. It's terrible. With what we wanted to do. It's like a fantasy. It's just fantasy land. If Pretty much. All of Disneyland was fantasy land. Pretty much. That's magic. Magic it's, kingdom. It's poorly laid out. Um, did they have the Snow White and Seven Dwarfs roller coaster when you were there? Yes. Did you ride it? Yes. Okay. That one is good. Yes. Okay. And they have kingdom. They have Hollywood. So I'll get there. They have well, Hollywood studios, which is kind of like California Adventure. And that's where they have Galaxy's Edge. And it is just like the one here. It's it's actually a little bit weird. Like it is exactly the same down to where the concessions carts are. Hmm. The only difference is because of the layout of that park, you can get in and out on both sides. Whereas here, Galaxy's Edge is like a cul-de-sac. But even yeah. then, if if you went to both and you didn't know that, you probably wouldn't notice. Weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know if how I should feel about that. Because I didn't go to Galaxy's Edge at Disney World. I only went at Disneyland. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's exactly the same. All right. It's it's not even different in the way that like, oh, if you've been to Fantasyland at both. No, it is exactly the same. And cool. Rise of the Resistance is exactly the same. Down to the inch, which is not the same for all. Like their version of Pirates is smaller than ours, for example. Um, they have Animal Kingdom. I'll, I'll come back to that. And they have Epcot. So they have four parks, right? Um, 
I told you guys I had some hot ride takes coming in. I have the definitive list for you of the best rides there that are oh. exclusive to Disney World. Hmm. Okay. You aren't okay. going to like it. Uh-oh. We're not going to like it. Y- y- I don't know if you'll have an opinion. Aaron is not going to like it. <laughs> Do you want me to go in reverse order? Yeah. I've yeah. given this a lot of thought. Yes. Number five. Best ride at Disney World. Is the Avatar Flight of Passage. I've heard that's a dope ride. Yeah, it's number five. It's fun. I really liked it. Is it? Is it fun? <laughs> well, it made your list of top five rides. Almost by default, though. <laughs> Because um, I'm not including Rise of the Resistance because it's at both. And things like Space Mountain, Pirate, there's a lot of stuff that's that's okay. excluded, right? Um, number four is that Snow White and Seven Doors roller coaster, which is very cool. Love it. Number three is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Thank you. I'll nice. be here all day. Now, I don't want to spoil that for either of you. Um, I have a single complaint about it and that it was too short. <laughs> um, That's a good complaint. It's not yeah. a bad complaint. But think Space Mountain, but made with 2022 technology and not 1968 technology or 71, whenever it opened, right? Um, Great. 77, whatever. Um Every, everything that Space Mountain does is what this one does, except it's way more modern. And I would encourage you not to read anything about it, but just write it, even if that's in five years. Nice. Number two, and I've thought a lot about this. Number two is only on this list until next year, because this ride is opening in Toontown next year, and it's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I know it's unpopular, <laughs> but it uses the same trackless system that Rise of the Resistance does. The cars are almost the same. They're just painted different. And the artwork is so astounding and so incredibly detailed. And the way they do it from from huh. the time the pre-show of the ride starts till, till it ends. It, it's an almost not even comprehensible how they made that happen. And I have read since that the one that they're building in California is going to have three additional sections to it because they have more space to work with. Hmm. But I love that trackless setup. They, they can do so much with that. Um, yeah. And number one, much to the... My wife and I debated it for a little bit. Oh, and the Mickey, the Mickey and Minnie is based on a series of Mickey Mouse short cartoons that there are like five seasons of they're all like four minutes long. Um, and they're on Disney plus. I was not familiar with them. My six-year-old loves them. The artwork is kind of wild and it's, it's like 1920s, but modernized. And it's like two and a half D is how they describe it. Anyway, that ride is incredible and it will be awesome to have it open up here. And the number one also trackless it's Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Nice. You're welcome. I've heard that it's awesome. 
I wasn't sure if that was going to come up and it was not open when I was at Epcot. Um, it, uh, they just opened it in October. Cool. And, uh, got her, got on it a few times and, uh, hmm. nice. Again, it, it's, it does the trackless thing. They do a mix of what I, what I didn't like about the avatar one is I, I, I don't like the, the sort of, Soren, but Avatar, and you sit on a motorcycle is not really that compelling to me. This one does that same projection thing at times, and at times it doesn't, which is I have to throw very cool. I have to throw this at you before Mm -hmm. it leaves my mind. The Avatar flight of passage technology for a Quidditch ride, a Harry Potter writing brooms whatever mm-hmm. i think that that would be a more fun use of that technology myself. i mean maybe i thought it was cool how like you could feel the banshee breathing um yeah. again the visuals were cool but yeah it wasn't i didn't i wouldn't wait in like three hours like people were nah. no dang man that's the list guys did you stay on property? Mm-hmm. Which resort, if you don't mind me asking? Port Orleans. Port Orleans. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And did you stay at the Riverside Port Orleans or the French Quarter Port Orleans? Riverside. I am jealous. It was okay. And we stayed at Honestly, no, nobody... Now, okay, and then their version of Downtown Disney is called Disney Springs, and it's way fucking better than what we have here yeah um it's also like four times the size yeah um it has a big ferris wheel and balloons i mean here here are my general complaints (laughs) (laughs) okay um i i don't understand the shirts We, we have them here, right? People show up with their family of 14 and they all wear the, the Etsy shirt that, oh, that yes. has some sort of theme on it. Family reunion 2022 yeah, yeah, at yeah. Disney World. Jessica's birthday and then it's Jessica's <laughs> aunt and Jessica's other aunt and Jessica's other aunt and then all her corresponding uncles and both of her brothers and her parents and her grandma. <laughs> Isn't <sighs> it just like for like identifying your tribe though? Like no, I don't know what it's for. There's also a thing where they they do it to promote some sort of social uh, message, which I think is fucking stupid because you also have like a little stuffed ratatouille or Remy on your shoulder. Um, like just just go to Disneyland or Disney World and enjoy yourself, right? I'm all for it. it's just like like I have a series of shirts that I could wear to Disneyland that that are disney themed i'm not above that well that's like wearing that's like wearing a laker shirt to a laker game (laughs) when the three of us um eventually go to host a live show at the espn zone uh downtown disney (laughs) yeah pour one out for espn zone which closed (laughs) roughly 12 years ago go on (laughs) oh shit (laughs) well then uh we'll definitely be headlining there then no problem yeah that's true That sounds like a fun trip. And listen, if either of you are our group shirt people, 
don't do that anymore. You know, <laughs> stop that. Because he, here's the thing. It's not novel, right? Ryan, you go to Disneyland all the time. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking but about. Here's you the thing, dude. Everywhere. But it's so much more at Disney World. It's not even, it's weird. It was making me uncomfortable. Let's, uh, next time we all can go together, which we should, a pretty neat podcast parade. I think uh-huh. that makes sense. We'll wear matching shirts. You know what? We won't. It'll have the barely allowed Disney font that's like not quite Disney. It's the you can't D. It's the D that it's is the D slightly is different. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll change it a little bit. Um or alternately, we can find a random family there and copy their shirts and just join their family for their whole trip. I don't want to do that either. <laughs> how, how would we accomplish that? We'd go and we'd find oh. a family. And then we go to like a we'd go to a one day print shirt place that's That's clearly making these shirts. And I'm definitely not doing that. I think they get them off Etsy. Where is your sense of fun? Where is your not there? (laughs) Not there. All right. Well, if your sense of fun is there, pretty neat podcast listeners, go to the mailbox, the mailbag on the pretty neat podcast.com and tell us. We did the drinking around the world at Epcot. You guys familiar with that? Yes. Mm-mm. So yeah, Epcot, Epcot says it's a circle. It's it is a circle, a huge one. It's actually like a mile and a half. They have the pavilions from each country, right? Or all the countries that are represented there. And each one sells different food and alcohol that is like at least roughly indigenous to that <laughs> place. And the thing, it's not a Disney thing because they wouldn't traffic in this sort of thing. But you, you, the idea is to get one alcoholic drink at each place and kind of work your way around. Um, <laughs> we did that on Saturday and lots and lots of people also doing that. They have shirts that you can do check marks on, we learned. And uh, also an Etsy thing, I think, because I didn't see them at any of the stores we perused. And uh, people, Here's the thing. I in, enjoy alcohol. Mm-hmm. I've been very drunk in my life. I've been around people who are even more drunk. I know what drunk looks like, and I know what pretend drunk looks like. And every single one of those people was pretend drunk, and it was fucking pissing me off. <laughs> Why do you do that? Why does somebody pretend to be drunk? Because they want to have fun in their groups, Ryan. And do you know what? <laughs> None of them were actually having any fun. Yeah, and they weren't had to drunk pretend to be drunk. And it was, it was, it was just awkward. And to make it even, and I loved Epcot. Don't get me wrong. To make it even weirder. In the America pavilion, there was a band playing. And I'm like, well, it's a Saturday night. There's a lot of people here. That makes sense. You could have given me. Was it flogging mm- Molly? <laughs> No, <laughs> no fewer than 50,000 guesses. Bono. <laughs> no. And I would not have guessed what band it was. I'm just hoping it's not an American band. It is an American band. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind my jokes then. <laughs> Who was it? It was the plain white tees. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Weird. Okay. They had like a stage set up with lights and cameras, and it turned out the girl who does the voice of Elsa was going to be there the next day hosting some like live online or Disney Plus show or some shit. Oh, Kristen Bell? Nope. The other one. Mm. Cool. The Rock had just been there when we were there. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Pretty neat. <laughs> Not as neat as the fights were. <laughs> I didn't really see any of the the fights that happened. You are missing a fantastic card. Had nine finishes. From last week in Austin? Yes. 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 Okay. It tied the record for the most finishes in a card. Mm-hmm. I think they started with like three straight knockouts in the first round. Yeah. Uh, well, right out right here. We're, we're looking at the card. Yeah. <laughs> Roman Delice obliterated Kyle Dawkins with a knee to the face. <laughs> I saw that. And uh, <laughs> I think it was nice to put a little bit of brakes on the Dawkins, man. I'm just, I'm not a fan. I like the brothers and I think it's cool that they're both in the UFC, but they've been getting touted as prospects for a couple of Really early wins, but as soon as they're facing some real challenges, they're getting destroyed. Yeah, he got fucked up. <laughs> up. Speaking of Love getting it. fucked up, Deron <laughs> Wynn, uh, who is like part of Daniel Cormier's camp, I think he's like from his hometown. Can I get like a full size the- picture of Deron Wynn, please? <laughs> yeah, yes, that's you it. Can. Deron Wynn is five foot six and fights at 185. So he was like, who could I train under? And Cormier just like walked by stuffing a jelly filled into his mouth. He's like, that guy. <laughs> yeah. And Kelvin Gastelum. <laughs> and Phil Hawes like was hitting him with so many hooks, elbows repeatedly. Like he almost got knocked out several times. And this was a stop that the ref had to come in and be like, you don't need any more. Mm-hmm. It Love was it. so bad. It was. It was bad. Mm-hmm. And that was fight number two. Second round. Third yeah, second fight. Round. Eddie Wineland. Mm-hmm. Cody Stamen. Uh, first round. One minute in. And that is 45 seconds after Wineland got knocked out. <laughs> is when it got stopped uh, was Herb Dean the official <laughs> was he shit I don't know I'd have to go back and look but I mean props to Stamen uh, on that win the Spartan um, I I mean he's one of these dudes I th- who, who should he fight next um, I'm not I'm not 100% sure but maybe hey shit maybe Sugar Sean I was trying to find his record, but it's not loading. Yeah, I think unfortunately he's he's one of many guys who is just fighting professionally at the wrong time. He might be. Like there's there's simply too much talent in the bantamweight division for him. I think. I don't disagree with you. He's mm-hmm. really good, but yep. you th- you put him up against the top ten in that division. No. You're like, who does he no. beat? No one. Yeah. That's three fights, three finishes, all KO, TKOs. Then we get a split decision, right, between Oliveira and DePaula. But it was a fucking war. 
It was a great fight. Oh my gosh, it was a great fight. Oliveira okay. was going out there like she wanted to put De Paula away. She was swinging, mm-hmm. and then she gassed herself out, and that's why it was a split decision. Yep. And then we get another two first round knockouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricardo Lamos elbowed Danny Chavez, spinning back elbow, and right on the temple. And it wasn't like one of those, oh, man, he got caught and fell over. It was like it hit him and he had a seizure inside <laughs> and got stuck up against the fence that way. Yeah. It was it was so legit because he threw it with intent and he mm-hmm. it wasn't like a reactionary spinning elbow. He actually had full torque yep. and he came at it throwing his body weight to the side to get as much torque as possible and caught the caught Chavez square in the face. I. Ryan, last week you said something early in the show to the effect of you don't want to get hit by anything from Weili Zhang, uh, who also had that was more like a spinning back forearm wrist. Yeah, correct. Yeah, <laughs> you know that that, was a, that whatever was a that four, part that of your was hand a forearm is. Forearm to the back of the head. Um, absolutely vicious. Is there anything more violent looking than the spinning back fist elbow forearm knockout? No, I don't, I don't think, so. think so. Maybe a while. Maybe like the. The front head kick to the face, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson is, oh, is right God. there, but yeah, with a slow mo cam. Yeah. The elbow is because it looks like something you'd see Captain America yeah. do, <laughs> right? Yeah. And Yuri versus Dominic Reyes. Uh huh. Oh, yes. Yair yes. Rodriguez, Korean oh. zombie. Yes. Was the spinning back up elbow? Yeah. The up elbow. Fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. Vicious. I'm not a fan. I am. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it ever happening to me. I'm a no, fan. definitely. We don't want nobody wants that. No, absolutely no. not. I fucking enjoyed both of these fights, though. Court McGee and Jeremiah Wells, like you guys were saying before, just <laughs> just laid him out. Uh, I listened to Jeremiah Wells talking after about training that that three piece, uh, the three piece combo he threw at him, uh, which was a was just a a one two three just a one two three jab straight hook and he put him out and he's just saying he saw this opening on court that after he dodges that one two he leaves this opening and nailed sure it enough, with him in the was. first shot <laughs> <laughs> and it just like worked followed the game plan uh then jasmine jadovacusius Thank you. <laughs> and Natalia Silva went to a UD, but again, just a great performance. Silva looks so good. Mm-hmm. And she was uh she was quite emotional in the post-fight interview. Um, and she made a she made a quite an impression. I, I think she could she could do things. Hmm. Yeah. Adrian Yanez and Tony Kelly. Yeah, the man with no cheekbones, um, who is also a bigot based upon his comments via Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adrian or Tony? <laughs> Tony. Tony. Uh-huh. What did he say? And uh, a racist. Uh, a lot of things about uh, Latinos. Um, oh. Yeah. And Adrian Yanez, who is from Texas, he's, he trains in uh, uh, Fortis MMA. Okay. No, no, I, maybe it's not Fortis. Um, but he recently is. lost his uh, his head coach who passed away suddenly. And now he's like the head guy at that gym. Um, they made a big deal about the weigh-ins where Tony was saying some probably 
uncouth things. <laughs> and he basically said, you know, I don't like the things that you're saying. And then Tony tried to play it off like it was no big deal. And Adrian was not having it. And he put it on him so hard. <laughs> and he knocked him down. And instead of following him to the ground, he spun around him standing and was throwing hooks to his head. Not to the back of his head, mind you, but Tony couldn't do shit. Mm-hmm. And he went around to the back and started throwing hooks. He, he hit him with at least two before the ref stopped it. And it was hellacious. It was. And, you know, I'm gonna, I love the word hellacious. Adrian Yanez was being magnanimous in how, when he stopped, you know, because he, he clearly was just going to keep going till Tony Kelly was dead. Like that, he had a walk off KO. He knew it and just kept getting like, fuck it. I'm just going to turn around the other side and keep going. The ref's not stopping him. Fuck it. And then as soon as the ref pulled him off, he flipped the double bird, which uh, right at Tony, because Tony basically is doing the same thing over and over to him. And uh, Hmm. Adrian Yanez beat uh, who else did he beat? He beat Randy Costa recently. He's going to get a number next 15 he's got one yeah oh he did he got 15 mm-hmm. it's just not that's awesome See? here's the thing right also in the bantamweight division yeah <laughs> just uh it's just it's just hard it's it's just it's just really hard is anybody compelling to you that he should he should fight next i that's a great that's a great uh question because oh man that wouldn't be bad that's Rob number seven. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. I like that fight. I mean, or Ricky got Simon, Ricky Simone. Yeah, we'll pretend <laughs> that it's pronounced Simone. <laughs> it is Simone. Uh huh. Yeah, okay. he's fighting on July sixteenth, I guess. But yeah, and Sean O'Malley's fighting Pedro Munoz, and Song Gedong is going to fight uh, Marlon. No, he's fighting somebody. He always fighting Sanhagen. That's going to uh-huh. be a good fight. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Cheeto Vera and Dominic Cruz are fighting. Yep. So there, there is like it's not crazy to say he could fight Rob Font because kind of everybody else is more kinda or less tied, tied up. up. Hey, do you guys like Frank my? Baker. Do you like my stone uh, Ooh. can koozie from Hydro Flask that I got? That's badass. That's yeah. rad. <laughs> little little Father's Day present. Well, hey, Happy Father's Day to you. And Thanks. To, and to Ryan of the Fur Babies. Serious and Fleur. You got to keep them cool during this heat. You got to do daddy work. <laughs> I got to work to pay the AC, the electricity bill. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> After that fight, another first round KO, Gregory Rodriguez and Julian Marquez. Uh, was this one a little early? Do you, do you think, Ryan? Uh, looking back, I don't think it was. He was out on his feet. Um, um, so this is the only one that I didn't see because we went in transit because this that Saturday was also Ashley's birthday and we were going to downtown San Diego to a speakeasy bar. Um, I did catch the rest of the fights <laughs> riding mm-hmm. in a ride share, watching on my phone, <laughs> sitting in the front seat while everybody else was conversing in the back. So I couldn't, you know, didn't want to <laughs> be rude and and you know yeah not miss the fight so um <laughs> i was like I'll, I'll i'll sit up front that's fine 
you can uh, <laughs> speak with your friends. It's uh, it's it's okay. So I watched the rest of the fights um, on my phone, which was great. Which speakeasy? False Idol. Ooh, I'm not familiar with that one. It is a tiki bar. Um, so it's inside Craft and Commerce, and uh-huh. you have to go to a set another entrance, and then you go through like a. It's almost like a beaded curtain, but it's made of like little tiki skulls. Okay. And then it's 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 very cool. You you had planned a gift or gotten a gift for your wife that you had like prepped for and stuff. Yeah. So I don't ever do that, right? I'm two months ahead. Really bad at at gifts, and I'm very last minute, and then it's very unthoughtful. Um, And I had just you know a, a moment of pure luck in a Disneyland trip that we had taken months ago. And I had to go into the Disneyland dress shop in downtown Disney because that's where she wanted to go in. And her and her two other friends were, you know, making eyes at all the jewelry. And I made a mental note and I didn't forget. And she was totally surprised. And it was an epic success. Fantastic. Yeah. I love when that works out. I know, I know craft and commerce. I did not know. They had a speakeasy. There's another one down there. There is. There is another one. And in and I I cannot remember. Noble Experiment. I've been to that yes. one. Noble Experiment is the other one as well. Uh, we went to this one because it's tiki themed and it's sure. very, it's very, very Trader Sam's. Very Trader Sam's. Tiki tiki theme. Very hot right now. <laughs> so, hot. <laughs> so hot right now. So hot right now. <laughs> And Noble Experiment is inside of, no free shout outs on this show, but that restaurant is called, come on now, come on, help me out. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. This is going to piss me off. I can literally picture the outside of the building. Mm -hmm. There was a time in my life where I spent a lot of time in uh, San Diego. While you look. Mm Mm-hmm. Demir Ismagulov beat Guram Kudaladze. And it was a debatable. It was it's a split. Uh I I might have given it to I probably would have given it to Demir myself. I saw it the uh, other way. You did? I, I saw it the other way. Um and I, I might be swayed because Guram's uh nickname is the Georgian Viking, because he's from Georgia, but he trains in Sweden, Sweden, and he had a fucking fantastic beard. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I thought his his uh, attacks were way more varied. He utilized it effect, utilized effective grappling, whereas Demir was very much just striking oriented only. Um, but the problem was that Gurum was fucking wearing it on his face at the end of that because uh, Demir was kind of headhunting for most of it. It's yep. called Neighborhood. Neighborhood. That's okay, the, right. neighborhood, the, That's neighborhood the name of the eatery. restaurant. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. And it says it's the swanky speakeasy tucked behind a secret door. Ooh. Which it's a is, keg door. I mean, it's a speakeasy, so, you know, it's, gotta, <laughs> it's supposed to be a secret. But have anyway, you been to any of the ones here? No. Do we have speakeasies here? Yes, we have. There's at least two. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued, though. Are you, uh, you know, are you guys aware that you missed a live MMA event in Temecula on Saturday the 18th? No. No, but there is a sign for what's called 
town that I live in championship boxing that I saw on my way to the store today. Uh, and it's it's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all three at noon. And you can call a number for details. Huh. Tickets are available at the door. I the would imagine one. they will still be available <laughs> when the fight starts. The other one makes sense. It's uh, Hendo Sports. Mm-hmm. Hendo Sports Entertainment. He does okay. live events. Uh, at his gym? At the gym, yeah. Cool. So I think that'd be pretty cool. You guys should go. <laughs> Take video. Now, I'll go when we're there. We'll all go. Um, Demir Ismagulov has this facial twitch. That he did have a twitch, like he had Tourette's. He does, yeah, like a physical Tourette's twitch. I remembered it from his last fight, and uh, it looks like he has something in his eye the whole fight, and it it kind of made I don't know if it would throw any judges off, but he just uh, like you were saying, he was piecing Gurum up and and like. Gurum looked like shit after the fight was over and Demir looked fine. He he really had nothing going. But during the fight, he's like, uh, looks like he's being hit the whole time by nothing there. Um, and I thought it made him look bad, uh, even though he ended up winning. Yeah, and you know, as soon as I, I, I didn't catch on until probably midway through the second round, but I, there was a moment I was like, did I just miss an eye poke? Because he's yeah. like, you know he's blinking his eye out i'm like what the fuck is going on Mm -hmm. and then it just kept happening i was like okay there's a there's a physical twitch there yeah and then joaquin buckley man he he put it on albert duriev and uh, or duriev however you'd like to pronounce that durave (laughs) durave uh he uh dr stoppage closed his eye up really really well and good by the end of the second round good dr stoppage Albert had no idea where he was. Uh, if anything, it was a late stoppage by the ref. Um, probably shouldn't have even gone to the doctor. It was closed. Like you're asking him if he can see, and he's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like you cover it. They covered his good eye, and like how many fingers? And so he didn't even like say. He didn't even like say anything. It's like what? Yeah, and what he was, was practically unconscious too. So. <sighs> The fight we recently where they covered someone up and he held up like three fingers and asked him how many and without missing a beat, he goes five. He was just like, you know, hey, I got a 20% chance of getting this right. We just saw that. It was fantastic. (laughs) I don't remember. Now I have to look it up. Oh, it may have been in boxing now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely happened. It definitely did. I know it did because I remember we talked about it. It wasn't even that long ago. Um, or at least that we watched it. Uh, Tim Dirty Bird means and Kevin Holland. Uh, a, they put on a show. Good fight, uh, even though it was only 90 seconds. Kevin Holland, man, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, sorry, 90 seconds into the second round. First round, though, was a, was a great show. That's what I meant to say. Um, they filled in great for that co-main with Cowboy and Lozon uh being out so i i actually just think that they both kind of deserved uh uh a good feature spot like this in the co-main dirty bird just because of his longevity and his excitement value he's like the damage to me he's a lot like darren (laughs) elkins um i want to watch him fight and when he wins he wins and kevin holland man stopped 
a, a purse thief the night before in uh, That's downtown right. Austin. That's right. Like, and I'm watching my Austin news live feed and, on Twitter, and it's like MMA star stops robbery night before a fight. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I read it, I'm like, holy shit. Kevin Holland is a black man, as he calls it. <laughs> not Batman. Him, not me. And I fucking love it. So go him. Uh, Kevin Holland at Welterweight. Ryan. I, I like dude sign me up I I don't he's not a threat to Usman obviously not, nobody not, not right now nowhere near the top grappling level. You, what do you mean not right now when well I mean Usman's what he's 36 yeah Kamaru Usman is is losing exactly zero seconds of sleep over Kevin Holland I promise no, you he, he's at probably, any point in the next never, five years he'll probably never fight him no because it's Kamaru's never not gonna there. fight in five years yeah no I think Kevin Holland's still 27 29 mm-hmm. um so he's contender eventually he, he's very intriguing because I said this last week I said he's known for his striking but don't underestimate on his ground game because he has awesome submissions and that's what he did he just snatched it up He's like, okay, rear naked choke, done. Was it? I thought it was a Darce. Oh, you're right. It was a Darce. You, you're totally right. It's I'm even more it impressive to get a Darce. Yeah. Even still, it's just like he just locked it up. You were right, though. It was systematic. Like, it was professional. Yeah, he, fall, he followed him down and just took what he had. And Tim Means scrambled, and he just readjusted his grip, and it was done. It's great. It was I great. am so torn on Kevin Holland. Because he has all the tools. Mm-hmm. It's just putting them together and he's so fucking annoying. He was <laughs> less annoying this fight and he definitely had put the tools together. So okay. he's he's listening to you, Dom. He's I doubt I doubt that very much. Nor should he. Let's let's be real. But Kevin, if you are, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. Please He'd do and, and reverse the curse. Yeah, go to the mailbag. Wasn't it style better though? Didn't he go on Joe Rogan's podcast and talk all kinds of shit about Stylebender? Kevin Holland? I think so. Yeah. I think he said something like, I can, I'll come down and give you a purple belt if you want. <laughs> like, do you have any idea what Israel Adesanya would do to you, dude? Stop it. Yeah. Come on. Nah, I'm glad he's not a middleweight anymore. Uh, I don't know how high up the list he can climb right now, if we're being honest. Maybe seven? Does he beat Wonderboy? He could beat Wonderboy. Yeah. I would want to see him fight Michelle Pereira. Okay. Okay. That'd be fun. That, that would be exciting. Yeah. Did they fight already? No, I don't I don't think they have. Okay. Hey, I I think that would be fun too. I'm down. Tim Means, Kevin Holland was the last finish of the card. But holy balls for the main event. Cuz so I actually I did see the last like 90 seconds of this. Okay. Now you watched the last 90 seconds. Who won? I am opinionless on who won. Based on your 90 seconds? Yes. And furthermore, um, I really don't think it matters. <laughs> Fair <laughs> because enough. Because they're never going to beat Max Holloway or Brian Ortega or uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. That is correct, sir. Awesome. I don't even think Josh Emmett would beat yeah, you're Rodriguez. Probably not. I also I don't think, don't think that Calvin Katar would beat Yair Rodriguez. It feels unlikely. 
the guy I think is most interesting in that division outside of the top three is Bryce Mitchell. I think that Calvin Cater would have an okay chance against. Uh, don't don't do this. Against who you said a moment ago, Bryce Mitchell. No, Yair. Yair. Based on what know, he man. did to Giga, he fucking destroyed Giga Chikaze. Yair Rodriguez has a fantastic nickname. So, like, I, I think Cater's got this weird from Philly toughness. Isn't he from Boston though? I don't know. Ooh, but Calvin Cater, yeah, yeah, he's from uh, he's from Boston area, New yeah. England. He's yeah, just Josh Emmett one then. Fuck, fuck people from Boston. You guys are well, right though. Strong. <laughs> you guys are right though that these are like these are going to be entertainers in the featherweight for how for how violent they are. Uh, but I don't necessarily see them as competitive in the division. I think Josh Emmett's tattoo is cool. The color he's got cool, ta- really he's got cool tattoos. There's a lot of uh, talk about him having the best. Uh, artwork in the ufc oh. which i that's a that's a take but that would that is a take that'd be an interesting take. contest it's probably a guy we don't see too much of that actually has the best ones um i saw a guy with a fucking awesome full sleeve brand new uh bright color pokemon leg that was very very well done at epcot hell yeah Ooh. yeah that is one thing you will see a lot of at Disney World or Disneyland is badass tattoos. And super shitty tattoos that people let take in the sun all day. <laughs> I mean, it's both. Do, you, do, you, do you have to go to Disney World to see that? No. You can go anywhere and see it. <laughs> I guess it's just people are there. It's hot. They're walking around with tank tops and stuff. You see lots of sleeves. Vacation wear. Wow. That was a weird, <laughs> a weird aside. How do you guys feel about that re-recap? We went in further than I thought we would. It's a pretty good one. But it was a pretty good card. Um, Should we make some picks? Let's fucking pick it up. And now it's time for the Pretty Neat Podcast Picks. Do you guys want to have a guest picker on next week to pick against us? Let's do it. Is he going to come on the show? Yeah, for half an hour. Yeah, he just should. For, just for picks. For And that's for a numbered card, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm for and that. And that's, that's what he does? He's down. I already asked him. I said I'd tell you guys. But what if we have all the same picks? Well, you guys won't be all the same on every prop. You don't know that. Well, we'll differentiate it on props then. <laughs> All right, cool. I had fun. So so Saturday night, not the Austin card, but 275. Um, yeah. We saw, no, no, we saw Top Gun on the Friday before, and then we saw Jurassic Park on Saturday. Then we went to lunch, and then we went to a casino in Arizona, my wife and I. Then we went to the Airbnb we were staying at. And we got there at about 4.06 p.m., and she fell asleep on the couch. So I sat and drank and watched the card. And you can bet legally from your phone on fights in Arizona on all sports and made like three, five, seven dollar prop bets on every fight. It was a blast. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. what I'm, sitting down, 
nothing to do but have a nice cool beverage and make some prop bets to make this fight even more entertaining than it already is shout out cutwater spirits <laughs> excuse me Whew. Hmm. we have a fight uh, card a greek <laughs> a greek fighting what appears to be a where is Jin Yu Frey from, do you think? America? I'm guessing America. What? Her name is Jin Yu. Yeah, but her last name's Frey. And maybe she got married. That's true. United States. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Vanessa <laughs> yeah. Demopolis used to be a stripper. Uh, she jumped into Joe Rogan's lap oh, when at, she fought at last. Anaheim. We were in there. Anaheim, that's right. Yeah, we were there. Uh, Brian, hey, hey, I'll say this. I have not been to many strip clubs. I have been to one or two very nice ones and a, one or two ones that really made me ask some questions about who I am as a person. <laughs> and <laughs> what they do is the good ones is not, that is an athletic performance that they're putting on. Yep. I'm sorry, but if you're if you're hanging from a pole with lotion and no clothes on and tap dancing on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm, I'm saying is this: some of those skills translate to MMA. Athletically, Brian Boom Kelleher fight Mario Bautista is the underdog. I disagree with that. I think Brian Boom is gonna gonna throw him out. When did we last see Kelleher? Uh man, it's been a little while. Uh he fought Josh Emmett several years ago, if I recall correctly, and is part of the reason his face was broken uh, for so long. Bringing up his record. See, I here. feel like we didn't see him that long ago. Uh, yeah, I think he lost in his last fight. He did lose in his last fight. He was a late replacement for a Dagestani, if I recall correctly. August of last year. Okay. Yes, he fought Khabib's cousin. No, in March. Umar. Yeah, okay. Yep, he fought Umar, um, who's, who's fighting. also fighting this weekend. Yes. Um, and he fought in January, too, so he's fought a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, and he was on a pretty killer streak. Um, and he's from Oceanside. Yeah, beat Ricky Simone. No, he lost Ricky Simone. Anyway. I, you, mean, you mean Simon? <laughs> Simon. <laughs> yeah, again. We can pretend that it's Simone all you want. That's fine. JP buys Cody Durden. No, uh, this is the guy who was married to Cheyenne or is married to Cheyenne. Was. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yep. She's Velismus now. Yes. Yep. Apparently it ended very badly. Um, no. <laughs> the I, thing uh, is, what's even more embarrassing is that she's far more successful as a, a UFC fighter than he is. Yeah. Hey, she made a name for herself. He's got to do it too if he wants, like if that's what he's going for. He looks like he can't pronounce his R's when he talks. Uh, that might be true because I'm, um, well, not say because, but he's from South Africa. So mm -hmm. he may have a pretty strong accent, but I'm pretty sure that's not what you meant by that. But it's it, okay. is not, it is not what I meant <laughs> by that. I'm not a speech pathologist. I work very closely with one. I should have been one. Um, he looks like a kid who would come up and ask for random food off of your lunch tray while you're eating it and you don't he, know them. 
He looks like something. He does. Ryan Gosling with a few missing chromosomes. Yeah. I think we can say we can say we don't like him and we want Cody Durden to win. Yeah. <laughs> uh Julian Paiva's back. Yeah. After his loss to Sugar Sean against Sergey Morozov. <sighs> He's probably gonna get pummeled. What um, sort of fighting style do you do you bet Sergey Morozov has? Taekwondo. Uh, he's a Thai kickboxer. Yeah, of course. He is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce M. Night Shyamalan. Um, Shyamalan Nordan Bike. Yeah. What a name. Fantastic uh, name. Well, he's winning the name game against TJ Brown, who he's fighting uh, mm-hmm. physically. And uh, not much about these two. And Carlos Ulberg is back to Fon Njuqui. Stefan is... Nchukwi is going to knock him the fuck out. Yes, he is. Because Black Jag, Carlos Ulberg, that is, gets fucking hit. He does let himself get tagged. He just, he just doesn't slip. He doesn't know how to slip correctly. And he's tall, which is kind of sad. Got to learn to do that. I would put a prop on one of them missing weight. <laughs> Fair. I, you know what? The Don has a little extra meat on him, and Carlos is fucking tall. So, and that says 213, not 205. You're absolutely right. There should be a 225 pound weight class. I've decided I am right there with you. Yeah, yep. super heavyweight. No, 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 like no. Cru- cruiser weight. Uh huh. Okay, cruiser weight and then heavyweight. Nice. And we should have a women's heavyweight, right? The 135 to 155. Yes. Put them all in there. So Kayla Harrison can just. Hell yeah. (laughs) She can do Kayla Harris things. She's like the, she's like the fucking sister from, from uh, Encanto, which I have seen 11,000 times. That's my, she sings my favorite song in that movie. It's a good song. It's a good song. I I relate to it strongly. Hey, Mm -hmm. you gotta be strong. What can you say? I haven't seen Lightyear yet. Oh, I got some terrible, terrible. I've, it tanked in box office. I've heard yeah, it's pretty sure bad. Did. Yeah. I've heard that it just kind of like, well, it's the movie that Andy saw to make him like Buzz Lightyear. Correct. The, re- it's a the weird review premise. I read said it opens with literal text that says, in 1995, Andy got a toy. That toy was based on his favorite movie. This is, this is that movie. Correct. Yeah. That's exactly the premise. And I heard it kind of fucks up the origin and like, it's just like it was made by people who are being paid to make a movie and weren't actually like caring <laughs> about the story, I guess, for lack of a better term. Like it. Yeah. We'll talk about Lightyear after we see it. That's for a different yeah, show. I'll probably go on Monday. That's on the Unfounded Hatred show. Um, we should do a pretty neat nerd podcast or something where we just talk about fucking Disney rides and Lightyear and my <laughs> actual thoughts on Top Gun. <laughs> I'm not opposed. We'll do it. Hey, everyone night. who's saying it's the best movie of all time, shut the fuck up. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Sandlot is the best movie of all time. <laughs> okay. Rookie of the Year is second. <laughs> So Chris Curtis is fighting Adolfo Vieira. <laughs> Chris Curtis, action man. I look, I fucking love this guy. Let's see yeah. the whole picture of Chris Curtis here. 
he is worth his weight in action man nickname that is <laughs> what do you like about him brian uh he's smooth on the mic he seems extremely genuine and i love that he just goes for it every single fight and he came up short for a long long time and now this guy is still stuck with it showed a lot of perseverance and now he's having success and he's doing it in exciting fashion nice i love it i do too. I love it i want to see him just continue doing what he does go for broke put himself out there and he's either going to get knocked out or he's going to knock the other guy out. This is that light heavyweight? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fun fight. Sure. No, middleweight. My bad. Middleweight. Pilot. Middleweight. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, their weights were weird. It was like 202 and 197. So. Damn. Yeah. It's a bummer that. It's a bummer that Umar fights in bantamweight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what to make of this. I, I guess Nate Maness, who I've never heard of. Maness. He's, he's only one L away from being manless. <laughs> so have fun with Umar Nurmagomedov, he, sir. He appears to have a, a pretty elaborate chest tattoo. He sure does. Let's uh, um, let's go full screen on that. This is Khabib's brother or cousin? Cousin. It's got to okay. be a cousin. What yeah. is that? Oh, it says Blessed. So uh, okay. he thinks he's Max Holloway. Yeah, 14 and one. Are we wrong about Nate Maness? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're making some judgments on parents <laughs> only. <laughs> I'm totally making judgments on him. Absolutely. You know, I thought that they were actually just feeding someone to Umar. Because uh, it feels well, he's a minus 900 favorite. And you know what? Rightfully, he probably should be 14 and 0, but 14 and 1. Is, yeah, is there I mean, real? That's 14 and one. That's not nothing. That ain't nothing. That's nothing. And I'm eager to see Umar um, do more Nurmagomedov stuff. Uh, what I'm curious about is when the Dagestani Thunder is going to be snuffed out. Someone uh, will figure it out. I think that uh, one, there was a fight we just saw. You don't think few, so, Ryan? Ryan shaking his head. No, I, I, think, I think that tidal wave is just continuing to roll over. So let me ask you a question. Here's how I'm justifying the fact that someone will figure it out. There is not anything in any professional sport that is unbeatable. Everything that everyone does, and I don't want to call what they do a gimmick, but any anytime anyone leans heavily on one thing, mm -hmm. someone figures it out. Sure. Yeah. And even there, though there is, and I have racked my brain, there is not an example in sports of someone not figuring it out. Mm -hmm. uh, ironically enough, maybe Tyson Fury, but he doesn't really have a gimmick that he leans on. He's just incredibly skilled. So, so take the Golden State Warriors who just won the NBA title. You could say no one can stop Steph Curry from making all those three pointers, except that it was not even a full calendar a year ago that they had the worst record in the league with basically the same players. Mm -hmm. So it can be figured out. I'm not saying I know who's going to or when, and I'm not saying there's not going to be a whole lot of them all over the top 15 of every division. Cause I think there is, but mm -hmm. someone will figure it out. I'm going to go fucking crazy here. 
And I'm going to go on a limb and say, I don't think we will have another Dagestani champion. I don't think Hamzat will get there. Islam, Islam? might. Might. Hamzat uh, is not from Dagestan. That's right. That uh, is true. Uh, I, I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen. I think they're going to get figured out way faster. Uh, there was a fight recently, I just really wish I could remember it, where I'll have to listen to like four episodes go, where somebody figured out his other cousin and went to a decision. I believe he won. We, uh, was it was in the PFL? No, Maybe. it was in the UFC. And Aaron, it was you and I talking about it. We could not remember who the fighter was. He lost. He lost. He, it was very competitive. It was super competitive. And we, we cannot remember who that was. I can picture him. Yeah. I just can't remember his name. Yeah. And it was unranked. Um, I know it wasn't ranked either. It was like a. a it debut. wasn't Matt Chanel, was it? Oh, this was at 125. This was at 125. It, it wasn't Nurgamadov, but it was at flyweight. Because I remember that being. Wait, what do you mean 125? The weight class at flyweight. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. Hmm. It Maybe who it was, was it? Was someone was oh it was Tim Elliott. It, it was, was, Tim, it was Elliott. Tim Elliott. Yeah. Thank you. It was Tim Elliott against Ulan Bekov, who trains with Khabib. Khabib oh no, Tim Elliott of, beat him. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Khabib was one of his coaches. Remember, that's right. Yeah, and Khabib was like, if you want it to be over, quit, like or something like that. It remember? was at two seventy two. Got when, it. Ryan, when you said 125, I was like, no, it definitely wasn't UFC 125. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't UFC 125. No, it was Tim Elliott. No, oh, okay. That's so what I, we're talking about. I think there's proof that there's some some traction on the opposing side of the Dagestani. And you know what's wave. weird? Is they're all in that lightweight welterweight range. They're not bigger or smaller. I guess the one example at flyweight excluded yeah. you don't see heavyweights from dagestan no no you don't but that Too just could be like their genetics they're not mm-hmm. they're not big like yeah. that yeah you don't really see a ton of brazilian heavyweights either i guess mountain people usually mountain, mountain people i want to be a mountain person a little, little smaller <laughs> in the mountains i don't want to spend any time in the mountains but they're you know. they're almost sherpas let's be real uh Tiago Moises is coming back. Christos Tiagos. That'll be a mm-hmm. fun little bout. Josh Parisian and Alan Badal. Yeah, always fun to see heavyweights. Yeah, Badal trains with uh... mm-hmm. what's his face? Uh, just lost to Francis. And, and Cyril. Uh, Cyril. Cyril. He trains with Cyril. Mm. How dare you forget his name? I know. I... What the fuck is wrong with me? I think it's funny that he's French and he's fighting a guy named Parisian, but that's me. <laughs> and who is it? Is quite French. ironic. Neil Magny is fighting after that. <laughs> Glad I could make you laugh, Dom. Uh, he's fighting another human deep fake, Shavkat Ramanov. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be a fun. This is going to be a good fight. Yeah. This is going to be a tactical fight. I'm really excited for it. Um, Shafkat is not from Dagestan. He's from, oh shit, where is he from? Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. That's right. Uh, he always comes in with a like a, a wolf pelt on his head. Yeah, Fuck yeah. 
he's he's crazy i love to watch those both of those guys fight sure um i just sold a neil magny card on ebay shout out to whoever got that Oh um, yeah. Congrats. Congrats <laughs> on the find. You're the man. <laughs> uh, it's the pretty new podcast. It's what we do. Congrats on the find. That's great. Yeah. And Armin, <laughs> sorry. And our main event, maybe not the most known names, but certainly some known talents. Couple prospects. Uh, Eleven Hell and yeah. twelve fighting in the lightweight division. Armin Saryuki and Mateus Gamrot. It's going to be a compelling matchup no matter what. Um, I think Armin's momentum is going to carry him through this. And he's going to... I like Matias here. I agree. You like Matias? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Matias because Armin, his strongest uh, asset is his grappling ability. And he has great cardio. Um, but he doesn't always use it. And if he continues to stand with Gamrot, there, there's trouble there. Big time. Gamrot's last loss was to to Ryan's guy, the Georgian Viking, which came October seventeenth. Mm. Uh, Brian Ortega, Korean Zombie. Wow, that was it was on that card. It's fantastic yeah. beard. Hey, he does have a fantastic beard. Fantastic That's true. Beard. That's going to be a fun a fun match. Then. I'm curious. Uh, I especially like Matias on that plus 240. I do too. Especially with only one loss. Like he has a much clearer, he has a much better record. Hmm. And he doesn't say that you can't fuck with the Polish nation. So that's good. You think you can fuck with Poland? (laughs) Is Armin the one who got into the shit with Patty Pimblet? Or am I thinking of uh, Ilya Tapura? It's uh, Ilya Tapuria. Okay. Well, they. Look I would exactly love to see them fight because I think Tapuria would murder him. I also think that. <laughs> I think I think Patty Pimblet does this because he can make money. I think Ilya Tapuria does it because it's the only thing he knows. And I think Patty would be in. I don't think Patty takes the fight. No, I, I think you're right, and and that's actually interesting. Uh, Tapuria, he's also from Georgia. They're like the next Dagestan mm-hmm. Georgian fighters. Hmm. And they're super well-rounded, uh, but yeah. they are vicious. I'm excited. It's going to be a good night of fights. It's, it's be definitely a-, a fun card. Mm-hmm. And for fight night, that's a throwback, some beers, uh, kickback, uh, take some shots, other words slash drinking uh, terms. You know, the whole thing, Ryan. Uh I'm drinking, a, I'm drinking a liquid death. This is water. Oh, yeah. How is that? Dom had oh, that fantastic. when you missed. They have I, uh, flavors. How do you feel about the flavors? Um, I'm drinking a severed lime. Yeah. I actually quite like it. So the, I like the lime. The mango is not great, but I love mango, so that sucks. Um, <laughs> I don't like the berry one. Yeah, we've, we've tried all three. Lime is definitely my favorite. Um actually is partial to the mango the mango chainsaw is what it's called mm-hmm. and i kind of feel the same way that you did is that i was like i just didn't like the combination of the mango flavor with the the carbonated water just didn't i don't know just didn't sit right with me i'm a big fan of liquid death i keep my my little mini fridge at work well stocked with it and the kids have learned that and they know that if they catch me in the right mood and they have behaved i will give them one and it, it is their favorite thing Oh hell yeah! That's very uh, that's 
that's very uh magnanimous of you yes (laughs) thank you um (laughs) sorry that was my word of the day at toastmasters you go to toastmasters i did today yeah really Uh uh-huh that's cool i think we should sign off we almost doubled our time today but we had to reconnect what should we go out on i'm so hot and sweaty i'm i'm you know how hot and sweaty are you (laughs) (laughs) wait where is it What the fuck was that? It was my match game, because that's the how sweaty are you? M- Mateus Gamrot sounds like something that grows in the ground. <laughs> Dom had to leave. He he must have caught the Gamrot fever. Mm. He has Gamrot in his foot. <laughs> yeah, he got a case of Gamrot. I uh, love you, buddy. Love you too, man. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It, it, you know what? <laughs> Violence really does bring people.